0: not what it looks like
1: (laughs) to be absolutely clear they never involved any matter any sorry to disappoint so many matter between me or third party a third group at all and are my questions exclusively almost focused on real estate
2: Wow, he really slipped in the almost there. Did you hear it? Yeah, it was super quick. It was super quick. He was like, all my questions to Michael Cohen were exclusively almost real estate. Exclusively almost. Exclusively almost. Yeah, he sounds like the voice at the end of those medical ads. Xernax is exclusively almost side effect free. <laughs> <Yeah>. Fair <laughs> enough. That's just some light humor from the, the gent there. God, what was the
0: drug that, uh, I don't remember who in the household was going to take the drug, but the, the list of possible side effects was insane. I mean, at, at that point, it really seemed like they'd listed anything that could possibly negatively happen to the human body.
2: I can't remember what the law is. If in trials more than 1% gets it, they have to list it. It's the law. The law. They ought to have a chart, though. And we've joked about this a lot, but I mean, it had...
0: You, you had to go to the website for the full description, and it had a hundred things. Make you sleep more, make you sleep less. Cause you pain, cause you numbness you know, make your eyes too wet, make your eyes too dry. I right. mean, just uh, anything Headache, you could...
2: dry mouth, explosive rectal bleeding. Dry you know, mouth, excessive you know. saliva. Right.
0: No <laughs> earwax too much. Right. You know, just... At what at what point is it just pointless? Well, it's been pointless for a long time.
2: Yeah, it's it's yet another exa- example. If everything's a side effect, nothing is a side sure. effect. Sure, and anything anybody in the trial reports, yeah, yeah, my elbows are stiff. All right, elbow stiffness. <laughs> <laughs> they, my know, elbows are too limber. Yeah, they're el- just flying over the place. All right, elbow looseness.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, there, there probably ought to be some sort of threshold deal, but you know, honestly. But that, here's the problem, and this is the problem with everything's. You know, you got to have a zillion pages of regulations. If two percent of people who take a drug experience sudden death, you know, you probably ought to know that, and you probably ought to know what the signs are that you're about to have that, because nobody wants that. But it is God. You listen to those ads, and it it could terrify you into not taking a drug you desperately need.
0: We did that with our son. We we backed out of a drug based on. Uh reading the side effects which we eventually got over and went to the drug cuz we needed some, some some relief of some sort but um, and and the the doctor clearly didn't think that was a very good idea to get chickened out to chicken out because of the side effects but i don't know what are you supposed to do with that information ignore it is should you read it or ignore it i'm not sure it does you any good yeah yeah if if 1% of people <laughs> get an upset stomach I don't know. Is that is that of any?
2: Well, you got to go into the little uh, the the incredibly tightly folded up wad of paper that comes with the yeah. box that you fold it out and you got the two point font and the variety of languages. You finally find English and you read it down. That's why there I went online. There you will find the, the percentages. Yeah, yeah, of people who suffer from various side effects. Um,
0: the president of San Francisco Travel. His name is Joe D'Alessandro,
2: is that a uh private company or like a public uh, like the convention tourism uh, bureau or what you know he's in tourism that's enough to know i guess but his job is to,
0: his job is to promote san francisco uh and he's disgusted by san francisco
2: Cisco currently and he wants to draw his people attention to it mm. uh with the aid of the armstrong and getty show it's a wonderful, wonderful city which has let itself turn into an embarrassment.
0: Last summer, San Francisco city officials quietly embarked on exper- an experiment to clean up San Francisco's miserable streets. Of course, they have to quietly embark on it because any attempt to clean it up will be met with cries of gentrification or racism or uh, criminalizing homeless or some other crap. The streets are filthy. There's trash everywhere. It's disgusting, D. Alessandro said. I've never seen any other city like this the homelessness dirty streets drug use on the streets smash and grabs how can we have gotten to this point remember we had the stats fairly recently that san francisco was worse than 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 some of your third world cities that you regularly refer to as you know S-holes, yeah, if I we, can
2: borrow we, a phrase from the president. We talked to a biologist from UC Berkeley who was talking about that. There's so much excrement in the streets, it's it's dirtier than some of those uh, third-world hellholes.
0: We can't be quiet anymore, <clears throat> D. Alessandro said. We've got such a glorious history, such a beautiful setting, and the fact is we're letting it all slip away into this quality of life now that is not good for anybody. We've become complacent, and I think we've taken this as kind of the new normal, and it's not. It's wrong, and we have to do something about it. Yeah, I think I think more San Franciscans need to travel to other cities and walk around. This is what it looks like in downtown Chicago. This is what it looks like in downtown Atlanta. This is what it looks like in downtown New York. Does any of this look similar to what you see in downtown San Francisco?
2: No. Well, it's that set of bizarre unicornian progressive attitudes that any standards are somehow an oppression. Don't poo on the streets is criminalizing homeless people, for instance. It's just... It's, th- running a city is not a new inter- enterprise. The Incas did it. The ancient Ro- the, the ancient Egyptians did it. The, it's known how you run a city. You have to have certain levels of cleanliness and, and undesirable people just have to get out of the way. It's just, I'm sorry that that hurts your feelings. But the unicornian experiment in anything goes, well uh, Mr. D'Alessandro is explaining it to us, how that ends. Kevin Carroll,
0: executive director of the Hotel Council, which represents 110 hotels in San Francisco, that's quite a few, said, People say, I love your city, I love your restaurants, but I'll never come back. The Union Square Business Improvement District was having to train retail workers on what to do when a severely mentally ill or drug-addicted person wreaks havoc in their store. How to handle that situation, Mm -hmm. because it happens so often. Uh, paying for shelters and supportive housing teams to coax the homeless inside and drug, alcohol, mental health services. It costs a lot of money. Who brings in the biggest pot? Yep, tourists and conventioners. They spend $9 billion in San Francisco every year, $725 million of which goes to City Hall in the form
2: of taxes, and they're going to start losing that as people stop coming to the city. That's a good practical argument yeah. for, listen, you've got to understand that if you want to solve these problems, part of it is got to deal with it like a grown-up.
0: The Game Developers Conference, which what's the most perfect city in America to have that crowd? Obviously, San Francisco, which drew 28,000 international gaming professionals to Moscone Center last month, found itself in the public eye after tweets from frustrated conference goers went viral about how dangerous and disgusting the city is.
2: San Francisco, the home of people only commit crimes because of the paternalist uh, monarchy system of capitalism. So if we decriminalize crime and let people steal things, they won't steal anymore. And so we're going to decriminalize stealing bikes and cars and the rest of it, which has expo- led to an explosion in theft. It's an just, I God, you people are unmoored from reality.
0: An Australian gamer uh, who visited the conference tweeted that San Francisco is a dangerous city and that the conference should no longer be hosted there. He cited a mugging, credit card theft, and the general feeling of being unsafe. Others chimed in with stories of car break-ins, a knife fight, and assaults. One attendee tweeted that all the developers he talked to were still shell-shocked after this year. You know, I probably am in the category of I'm used to it. But when you're in other cities, it it, it stands
2: out that this isn't what it's like in San Francisco. Yeah yeah the difference is shocking. Mm-hmm. Uh, or at the very least I mean one of the most wonderful charming cities in the world, San Diego has a couple of sections that are pretty grimy, pretty poopy, pretty hep AE. Um, but everybody's agreed we need to work on it in an intelligent way and they recognize it as a problem. I mean that's that alone is a victory realizing okay. This is not acceptable. Guy involved. You stay classy, San Diego. <laughs> right.
0: A guy involved with the American College of Rheumatology, which plans conventions for 16,000 people and brought the event to San Francisco in 2015. He said one of his big conferences alone is worth 53,000 hotel nights, he pointed out, not to mention all the meals and other item and items that people spend money on when they're in town. But he said conference attendees last time reported feeling unsafe, being followed and screamed at, having to step around needles and feces being spit upon. San Francisco is one of the great cities in the world. It's like you're in a third world country, though, he said. Yeah, that is 100% accurate.
2: You know, we get the occasional email. You can email us at mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com anytime you want, whether you have an opinion or something we ought to be talking about, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. But we get emails all the time. You guys are constantly bitching about um whether it be you know the the progressive West or California or San Francisco or whatever, why don't you just leave? Why don't you go to hell listen the opposite of love is not hate, the opposite of love is apathy we We bitch because we care. I mean you good Lord, I can't even begin to describe to you how much I love San Francisco in a lot of ways, you know geographically architecturally history, music, food, just the the kaleidoscope of people. Hilliness. And, and oh my God, I do enjoy a nice grade. Um, So it, that's the only reason that we bitch. It's because it's just so ugly to see happening.
0: One more uh, a letter was sent to the mayor, signed on by a number of associations that have held events in San Francisco. The letter complained of dirty streets, threatening street behavior and public defecation, and said that the situ- if the situation didn't improve, your city will see the that citywide conventions will not rebook San Francisco and will choose other cleaner, safer West Coast destinations.
2: Right. Obviously true. Jack, did I ever mention to you that my first job out of college was with the International Association of Convention and Visitors Bureaus? You did? Yeah, I have multiple times, actually. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was a really interesting job. But you probably didn't have to regularly tell
0: conventioners. Now, when you go out on the streets, you're going to be screamed at by crazy people or drug-addicted people or whatever. And you may be attacked, so just keep your eyes open.
2: Well, no. One of our responsibilities was we would book and run the annual convention of the IACVB. And, um, and yeah, it, we would check locations very, very carefully. Because this is a giant conference of people who promote their cities for conferences and stuff like that. So, you know, we had to really do it right. But, oh, no, 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 no. If it was dangerous or threatening or something or disgusting or horrifying, no. No, we wouldn't go anywhere near it.
0: Well, it's the only way any change will ever come about if you actually start losing tourists and conventions and stuff, I suppose. It's hard to imagine me taking especially younger kids to San Francisco and walking around as a vacation destination.
2: Best part of the job, though, is uh, there was a lot of travel involved, and I was a dirt-poor 22-year-old. We spent 10 days in Amsterdam at one point. Sean, why don't you ask me if I smoked any pot in Amsterdam? Hey, did you smoke any pot in Amsterdam? I really can't answer that question.
0: Disgusting. I'm going down to the hall to management right now and have her come in here with a cup for you to pee in. <laughs> it's
2: disgusting. better be a big cup. I've been holding that for half an hour.
0: You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Armstrong and Getty.
2: The conscience of the nation. world to infinity <laughs> you know the roof on fire we can boogie hoogie jiggle wiggle and dance <laughs> like the roof on fire tell them baby 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 i'm on fire i tell baby 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 i'm a fireball
0: Cruyff broke the law by spending forty three thousand dollars to have a soundproof phone booth installed in his office you're only allowed to spend up to $5,000 without notifying Congress that you're spending more. Pruitt went over that, way over that, uh, to $43,000 for a phone booth. He said he needs to make classified calls to the White House. Does the EPA handle a lot of classified information? <laughs> Mr. President, I think the the barn owls are spying on us. <laughs> and by the way, you're in the soundproof booth calling Donald Trump, who you know is on a speakerphone next to the pool at Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> How you doing? Good. You? Not bad. A couple of different things I want to get. Uh, well, I can throw away these notes once I tell you these things. So. Excellent. Uh, we got one text about the San Francisco situation. Oh, yeah. This is from somebody who's lived in San Francisco for a long time. The number of humans I've seen relieving themselves or the results thereof went from two
2: in 30 years to a couple times a week. Wow. Here's a nice uh, email we got. Some people relate smells to certain cities, like roasting chestnuts or certain flowers. For 10 years, my wife says whenever she smells urine, it reminds her of San Francisco.
0: That's nice. That's not good. That's not good. No, it's not. David Copperfield trick revealed in court yesterday. I'll have that for you in a second.
2: Oh, yeah. Before we get to that, um, you know, we've we've mentioned um, Hepe in San Diego. Not to mention some of our surfer buddies regularly let us know I can't surf today because it's too poopy. In the water.
0: Then if you, you got San Francisco. If you're hepe and you know it, clap your hands.
2: <laughs> wow. Wow. I'm just going to move along. <laughs> this headline out of the Sacramento Bee. Water at one of Sacramento's most popular public beaches regularly records E. coli <laughs> levels far higher than what federal regulators recommend to safe for recreational use. I don't like any. Tiscornia Beach at the confluence of the American Sacramento Rivers near Discovery Park, recorded E. coli levels in February that were seven times the threshold set by the EPA. Quit ah, be being some, so picky. Some crappy, crappy water. I like the way they do it in India. those
0: Those countries. It's crap. <laughs>
1: where you, I like those
0: countries where you go upstream and poop in the water and then go downstream and swim in the same water and don't put two and two together.
1: Mm. Mm. I like those
2: countries. The water board, the unfortunately named water board, which started its weekly testing, examines water at nine sites, etc. Two spots in Discovery Park there at the Confluence, uh, registered levels identical to the highest nasty, nasty level. Only two of the nine spots registered no unsafe readings during the 10-week period. Um, There's a lot of... uh, A lot of uh, homeless camps along the river, from what I understand. Uh, People pooing and doing the other things people do, et cetera. So what are you going to do? You going to boot them out? So Syria is still claiming that they uh, shot down or
0: did something with uh, our missiles and attacked and everything (laughs) like that. So the Pentagon is continuing to. Yeah, the Pentagon released this information that the attack was completely over before the Syrians got any of their missiles fired into the air. We overwhelmed their system with so many missiles all at once that it couldn't react. Mm-hmm. And all our missiles had struck and destroyed the targets, the intended targets, before they got one missile off, off the ground. Which is, you know, what you're hoping for, I suppose. Indeed. Yeah, that's cool. Makes me feel good as an American. If it's true. And it might not be true because we claimed we were having all the success with Patriot missiles and we found out much later that they were getting shut down regularly.
2: Because ultimately that lie will Lead to a greater defense of the nation. Sure, I'm fine with that lie. Maybe. It's
0: just, you know, I'm just saying this information I gave you might not be accurate. So David Copperfield's got a tricky... I saw David Copperfield in concert one time, and it was uh, it was very, very cool. I was sitting up close, and he did some of the things that just blew my mind, man. Um, But he's got a trick. He does where he brings a bunch of people on stage at the end of his show, and then they disappear yeah. in a poof of smoke, and then they reappear in the back of the theater. Wow. Well, what they do, and he had to reveal this in a courtroom yesterday, because a guy got hurt and says he's got $400,000 in medical bills, is they bring you down through the stage. I mean, don't we all assume this anyway? But they bring you down through a a hole in the stage, and then you run through tunnels underneath the building, and then you come back up the
2: the back of the stage. Wow. So it's not magic teleport transportation.
0: (laughs) David Copperfield isn't the one person on Earth with the ability to (laughs) atomize human beings and transport
2: them to different places. As it turns out. (laughs) it's a shame so well although you know so there's a trap door then we run real fast <laughs>
0: right wow, so, that he, is so he brings about a dozen members on stage he's been doing this they're not going to do it anymore eventually they'll probably have to cancel any tricks that would involve any audience members right. because of lawsuits like this yeah. but anyway somebody uh running through one of the, the 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 tunnels or something like that tripped and claims they hurt themselves and has had lasting brain injuries and and needs $400,000 from David Copperfield. The, they claim that at no time are they told what they're going to do before they're, after they volunteer. I need somebody for a trick. They're not told what they're do, right. And they are supposed to check them for... um Ticks. To see what kind of <laughs> footwear they had. What kind of footwear they had on. And Anybody cavorting ha- with any deers lately? David Copperfield's people did not visually assess the physical fitness and footwear of audience ah. members rando- before they yes, randomly negligence. picked these people. So. Yeah,
2: beautiful. My uh, my cousin Barbara, a number of years ago, was brought up on stage for a magician uh, to saw her in half. She ended up suing him because, you know, there was a terrible internal injury. Oh, right, and, yeah. And, and, and it took like a million stitches. And- <laughs> That's why you don't go to open mic magician. Nights. Right.
0: <laughs> so how do we feel about this? I mean... Uh... If, this, if you don't want to run down that tunnel, don't run down that tunnel if it looks dangerous. I don't know. Nobody's going
2: to count the number of audience
0: members at the other end. It's fine. <laughs> hey, we're one short. You you fatty, stay here. <laughs> if the other 11 made it and I tripped and fell, I would mostly just feel like a doofus because I couldn't go through there like $400,000? Right. Was he Paralyzed? What's coming up in your news, Marshall? The
1: Interstate Rebellion against California Sanctuary City Law growing rapidly and public health officials giving warnings about Jewel coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and the Getty. Singer? Jewel the singer, Stay
0: tuned. The Armstrong and Getty show. What world leader does Donald Trump talk to the most, according to the Washington Post? A bromance, they call it. Yeah, oh, it's
2: nice. Him and little Macron from France. Really? I'd have thought it was Abe because I heard they're buds. He's been in the news lately, but Macron. He's Thirty years older. Um.
0: About the same age difference as each of their respective spouses in the opposite direction.
2: Trump swings with the young gals, and Macron likes the older gals. Yeah. Arr, cougars. Uh, But uh,
0: they talk at least a couple of times a week, and obviously France joined in with us in the attack on
2: Syria. You know, they strike me as really different guys, but they're both kind of riding a crest of we've had enough of the old way, let's try something new. Joe, the Washington Post says the two
0: presidents share the status of political outsiders who never previously held elected office and have thoroughly disrupted the traditional ruling establishments in their countries. It's
2: kind of what I said, just more words. Back to you.
1: Alright. News now with Marsha Phillips. Uh, inching closer to a possible U.S.-North Korea summit. Word comes down that a high-level meeting to pave the way has taken place. President Trump confirming CIA Director, CIA Director Mike Pompeo met with Kim Jong-un in North Korea in anticipation of this potential summit. Washington Post first reporting that Pompeo's trip to North Korea took place over Easter weekend soon after Pompeo was nominated to be the new Secretary of State. A nomination now being considered by the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. Where Jack informed us there's a great deal of hostility from various quarters. According to the Washington Post counting,
0: there's a decent chance he doesn't get the majority of the committee's vote. It doesn't matter because it still gets recommended to the full Senate for confirmation. But if he gets confirmed without the committee's um, approve, it'll be the first time in 100 years that's happened. Right.
2: You got the uh, lefties on the one hand, the uh, libertarians on the other, I guess. And, and... that's enough to doom him. Because mm. he's, he's part of the enhanced interrogation yeah. thing back in the
1: day. San Diego County now supporting the federal lawsuit against California's sanctuary laws. Woo-hoo! Board of Supervisors voting to direct the county attorney to file a friend of the court brief in the matter. Chairwoman Kristen Gaspar, who supports the move, says, since January, ICE requested 487 holds on inmates in the county jail. Individuals who have come into the uh, country illegally and have committed crimes. Telling AM760's Brett Winterbull. Under SB 54, 284 were released
2: without any notification uh, to ICE. Right. Under this new legislation, our hands are tied. That's one to three individuals each and every day that we're just saying see you later too without any notification to ICE at all. Yeah, well, that's, that's incredible. That's, that's incredible and it's completely unacceptable. Sure, and we're
0: going
1: to have her on tomorrow, we hope. Supreme Court is handing the Trump administration a setback on immigration policy and Conservative Justice Neil Gorsuch helped them do it. Gorsuch siding with the liberals in a 5-4 to four vote against a federal law that requires mandatory deportation of immigrants For violent crimes. President Trump's nominee to the High Court agreeing the law failed to define what would qualify as a violent crime. He based his conclusion on a similar decision written in 2015 by his predecessor, Justin Antonin Scalia. Vague laws, Gorsuch wrote, can invite the exercise of arbitrary power by leaving the people in the dark about what the law demands and allowing prosecutions and courts to make it up. The law before us today is such a law. Well, and he points it out. Why would, for example, would due process require
2: Congress to speak more clearly when it seeks to deport a lawfully resident citizen alien than when it wishes to subject a citizen to indefinite civil commitment, strip him of a business license essential to his family's living, or confiscate his home? I can think of no good answer. Um, And so Gorsuch is an interesting character. He's... Essentially saying, "Look, you gotta write laws so people know what they mean. Quit with these vague, vague laws. Correct. We hereby forbid bad things happening, and then give it to some bureaucrat to enforce. And then, God help you if you come up against the bureaucrat. Substantive, or, or proceed, substantive
1: due process. Correct. Public- I need to learn more about it. Public health experts are issuing a warning about jewel. The latest tobacco craze among teens. It's marketed as a sleek flash drive and comes in flavors like a mango and fruit medley. You got a new study out shows fruit two. But well, what do I do with it? Do I smoke it? Do I eat it? Do I stick it up me? I don't understand. Kid, up, yeah. Kids uh, charge uh-huh. jewel on their laptop, stick in a pod, and suck on it to get a hit. A gateway oh, so it uses
0: to, so it uses like the
1: USB yes, power to charge to the heat vaping it, mechanism. To vape, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. a douche. Yeah, so it's super vaping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Is there any other way? Right. <laughs> All right, one last note. Remembering former First Lady Barbara Bush, she died yesterday at 92. Get another quote from a commencement speech she gave back in 1990.
2: We are in a transitional period right now. Fascinating and exhilarating times. Learning to adjust
1: to changes and the choices we, men and women, are facing. Uh, as an example, I remember what a friend said on hearing her husband
2: complain to his buddies that he had to babysit. Quickly setting him straight, my friend told her husband that when it's your own kids, it's not called babysitting.
1: <laughs> there you go. A little Barbara Bush for you. Yeah, she's plucky. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation.
0: Thank you. Thank you for that commentary from Joe.
2: She's plucky.
0: And this is a lasting tribute.
2: Trying to decide if any of these libertarian jokes are worth airing that uh, John sent to us, but most of them are really dark. Yeah.
0: Can you give us the flavor of one?
2: Well, the one I did earlier was knock, knock, get a warrant. That's
0: not not really funny.
2: Uh, this is a no-knock joke. You ask me, who's there? Who's there? Police. We shot your dog. Sorry, wrong house. I get it. Oh, these I like aren't this funny one. though.
0: No, they're, they're more not jokes in the classical sense than that. They would make you laugh. Right? They're not, not even commentary. really the modern
2: sense. <laughs> this is, yeah, really, <laughs> really. How about this one, Sean? You like this one? How can you disappoint a libertarian with only one lepo? What is Aleppo? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can go to a oh, great oh, party oh, that oh. runs mental patients for office.
1: How, one of the,
0: how, how is one of the great ideologies, whether you agree with it or not, it's a, it's a legitimate ideology. Well, it's the ideology most people had until very recently. How has it produced such terrible presidential candidates? Says, I don't
2: know. I don't know. <gasps> <gasps> oh, is this Jewel? Uh, the lovely and talented, somewhat snaggletoothed uh, Alaskan folk songstress.
1: So, who is that
2: up on uh, Brian
0: Seacrest and Kelly Rippa They're seeing. They're comparing various celebrities to that drawing that Stormy Daniels put out. I don't know who that actor is, but looks that whoever that is, that looks a lot like him.
2: This may be the greatest, or certainly it's in the the pantheon of greatest. Stories that nobody takes seriously, but everybody pays attention
0: to. The Storm and Daniels drawing? Yeah, well, that, the whole thing. Nobody, nobody, how many people believe that she...
2: This is the guy. Well, how many people are outraged by the alleged uh, improper campaign contribution of in-kind services, the whole thing? Who actually cares whether Trump laid down with this woman? Who cares? It either damages him or it
0: doesn't, so that's the thing, I think. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Armstrong and Getty.
2: The conscience of of the nation. The Armstrong and
1: Getty
0: Show. we talked a little bit lately about the, um, there's a movement toward more dangerous parks. Yeah. I'm in favor of it. That might be the wrong way to phrase it. Less overly concerned with safety parks. Yeah,
2: less obsessive marshmallowy parks.
0: Yeah, and uh, it's let started, the
2: kids learn to take
0: chances. And it's uh, Australia's done it. Great Britain's done it. Some of your Scandinavian countries, number of places, have decided we've gone way too far in trying to make. Uh, and, and well, they're basing it on um, on science. There are studies that show that it's making kids crazy. Because um, they do not need to face any challenges at any point or any decision making. And then when they get older and they do have to face challenges and their decisions to be made, it's overwhelming. Yeah. How's you didn't your ha-
2: utopia coming along?
0: You didn't have to decide, is it a good idea to climb up this and hang upside down because you could do anything and not get hurt. Right, And it actually has had an impact on people. I think that was,
2: I don't know just intuitive (laughs) well we've been ranting about it for many years
0: but i was at one of the parks yesterday it might be the squishiest park that i know of in my safe little burg that i can't even imagine how much money uh taxpayer money went to there's
2: one structure it's a flat surface that's four inches higher than everything else (laughs) you get to stand up there if you dare
0: (laughs) but it's hard to walk around on it's so squishy the ground around the whole thing is that soft stuff that you walk on so yeah. that if you fell down, you couldn't possibly get hurt. And just There's just nothing exciting happening at that park either. There's nothing fun to do. They should just have kids and suspend them in body temperature goo. Right. Hey, this kids, is what you good do for news. fun. We're going to the
2: goo park. <laughs> you, you'll be perfectly safe, kids, but it's not fun. But you'll be safe. But you just lay there, Mom, but it's safe. There's no chance of
0: skinning your knee, so we're just going to dangle you in this body temperature goo
2: yeah well that ought to be in schools they i I tell you what they they ought to go from having small kids sit perfectly still staring at a blackboard then have them switch to different seats and sit perfectly still that would be the new utopian school nobody breaks a sweat or has a fight or gets in a disagreement or skins their knee or gets dirty or anything else but, God, we're a soft country.
0: And all, you know, uh, change is bad, just like not all change is good. And there there are probably dangerous things from the past. There's nothing wrong with doing away with But does anybody climb the rope in school anymore to no. the top of the gymnasium? I don't think so. They didn't yeah. do that when I went to school. They didn't. I don't know when they ended that, but that was easily the most dangerous thing <laughs> I ever did as a kid. Nobody ever got not hurt. Not me. Nobody not for hurt.
2: me, it wasn't. Because I couldn't get four feet off the ground. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. But uh staying right here on Terra firma, and nobody ever got hurt. But my hands, because I could climb to the top of the gym. But my hands would get pretty sweaty when I got to the top of the gym, and I'm not afraid of heights. But that you're way up there. Yeah. At the top of a school gymnasium. And you touch that, that I-beam that goes, cause that's what you were supposed to do. You touch the I-beam that goes clear across the rope with the. So you're there. supposed
2: to let go with one hand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Exactly. That's when my hands would get sweaty. So you had to hold yourself with one hand, reach up and touch that I-beam. And you're, God, I was at... 30, 40 feet in the air? It's way
2: high. Mm. Um of course uh, that's the spirit that beat back the Japanese and Iwo Jima and the Germans the, at, and, uh, somewhere or other. Germany. And,
0: and at the bottom was another fifth grade holding fifth grader holding a rope standing on this tiny little thin mat. Mm. <laughs> the quarter <laughs> that, inch tumbling mat from <laughs> that would only make it easier to, to pick up your bones and blood
2: if you <laughs> fell. It's it's really more a bones and blood mat, you know. It's like a, you know the mat you put under your dog's dish. That's what it's for. Yeah. So I don't know. Everybody, all right, kids, tilt the mat into the center. Gather all the bones. Let's take it outside. <laughs> Jack was a good young man, and he climbed like a monkey. It will not be forgotten.
0: We all did that as kids, and nobody
2: ever got hurt to my recollection. But I'm not sure that needs to happen. Well, that was a very that was a day where gym class was a lot like marine training, you know. It was uh, it was about strength and fitness and endurance and and risk taking and a, you know achieving and the rest of it. And I don't know, it was just a different time. Oh, speaking of courage and strength and that sort of thing, uh, got a shout out to uh, Captain Tammy Jo Schultz, former Navy fighter pilot, actually one of the first female Navy fighter pilots, who was piloting that uh, Southwest plane that. And the engine disintegrate and put a hole in the, the fuselage, and, or a window, actually, and uh, kill a poor woman. Uh, uh, but she, uh, you know, piloted the plane courageously and calmly and got it down to the ground, thank God, et cetera, et cetera. But and then greeted brave, the passengers as they exited the plane. Yeah, brave yeah. lady. Uh, definitely worthy of our admiration. You know, they've uh, taken a look at the engine that uh, flew apart and said it showed signs of metal fatigue. Mm-hmm. Metal Metal fatigue. I'd say flying apart is a sign of metal fatigue. <laughs> yeah. It had been inspected two days ago. Oh. Which takes a lot of the fun out of inspecting them. Geez, I hadn't
0: heard. That's that's the story of the story.
2: Yes, it is.
0: You inspected it two days ago and it flew apart. Okay. Well, all right. What does that leave
2: me with? I'll tell you what, if I'd been the guy doing that inspecting, I'd be really nervous right now. Yeah. Final, Final thoughts, thoughts within. your host, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from Positive Sean. Sean, if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. <laughs> it's not funny, it's a dread disease. <laughs>
1: Michelangelo, your final thought. Hey, great news. Amazon has Fantasy Island, the complete first season, on sale for $14.99. Only nine are left, so order soon. <laughs> Marshall Phillips, your final thought. I gotta wonder how many leads a Stormy Daniels suspect sketch is getting. I know I personally have submitted at least 10, naming co-workers and neighbors.
2: (laughs) Beautiful. Beautiful.
0: Jack, do you have a final thought for us? I was just thinking, the ceiling in one of our barns is about as high as a high school gymnasium. If I put a rope attached to that and put a blanket under the bottom and and told my kids they had to climb to the top or they're going to be punished, my wife would not think that was okay. But I did no. that in gym class year after year after year as a kid. It'd be easily the most dangerous thing I've ever made my kids do. I mean, like, easily could die. You fall, you're going to die. It's possible. But um, I think it's most
2: likely. I don't know. It depends how you land. A couple of broken legs as a character <laughs> <Yeah>. builder
0: <laughs> Under a hard
2: floor. <laughs> well, you're going some die. down, down They did not didn't that, in gym you? class. What, yeah, are you I trying know, to soften insane. people up? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm the Nazis again. <laughs> We got our junior high schools, we're batting under them. Uh, I see, I couldn't climb the rope, so my final thought is I took out my frustrations on uh, dodgeball. So I had a good throwing arm, but uh, could not climb the rope. I'm probably better off. Ugh. What percentage of kids could climb the rope? I don't remember. Most or? Fairly low. At my school is fairly low. I don't anyway, remember. We were, we were a pretty scrappy group of kids. Seems impossible to me to climb the rope. <laughs> well, it would be impossible now. I couldn't do it now. You got to be skinny as a dang snake. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty <laughs> wrapping up another grueling four hour workday. I was a solid built youth, difficult to move. So many people thanks so little time. Go to ArmstrongAndGetty.com. You can email us, tweet at us, follow us. If there's something we ought to be talking about, send it along. You can email it mailbag at ArmstrongAndGetty.com.
0: Tell it's- us about your experiences climbing the rope in gym class. Anybody ever fall to their death? <laughs> oh, See you tomorrow. God bless America.
1: And we really hope you forgive us for what we've done.
2: Thank you, and good night.
1: (laughs) The show's over.
2: What? Bye-bye. I knew he would enjoy (laughs) it, boss. (laughs) Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.